Welcome to the Eclectic Gamers Podcast. Today is Sunday, December 17th. It is episode 51. I am Tony. And I'm Dennis. And we're going to be talking to you about pinball and video games and the joys of episode 51 and the end of the year that will be our next episode. Yes, because of the New Year's Eve being New Year's Eve and still being 2017 and that actually falls on our next recording date. Which, because we have no real lives, we'll be able to do. Yep. So we'll do our fun recap then. Yep. We're just going to sit around, get drunk, and do a recap. Yep. It'll be, some of that might be true. Some of it. Maybe. <laughs> um, maybe a minor amount. And we're actually in person today. <laughs> so that's an unusual for us. Yeah. But, uh, okay, it's been two weeks. Two, two weeks. weeks. Uh, so, Tony, what what's happened? What have you been doing over these last two weeks? I committed... A cardinal sin as a member of the PC Master Race. Mm. Oh, no. I purchased a console. Oh, no. And I didn't even go out and pick it or purchase some big super uber console like, you know, the, the PS4 Pro. Not even the PS4 Pro? Or an Xbox One X. The Xbox No, I, I am now oh, a proud no. owner. It's a you. Of a switch, Mario. I oh, did. My. I, 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 I broke. I the the siren call of an open world Legend of Zelda game was too much for my open world loving soul. Well, it uh, did very well at the video game awards. So, yeah, it did. So, and I'm not surprised. Uh, everyone has been giving it very high marks. Even those who have gotten tired of it have said it was fun until they got tired of it, and. When they got 500 hours well, in, yeah, like, you well, can, I need to play something you can't else. Lie. I mean, Fallout had to go aside at some point. We couldn't play Fallout forever. Well, maybe with mods. but With still, mods. With mods. But, okay, so Switch. So you have Zelda for it, I have, I have Zelda, and I have Pinball FX3. That is literally it so far. But on the other hand, by getting a system like this, it let me put together an actual Christmas wish list that had... You know, video gamey stuff in it because very rarely do I uh, do. Does anybody go look at my Steam wish list That's or true. give me gift I cards don't. for Steam or anything else like that? So this gives me options because I was able to throw because. And the reason I decided on the Switch over a PS4 because I was seriously tempted. With yeah, the, I know you mentioned it on the show a few times. Was the it was when I sat down and looked at the numbers. Right now, there were like four, maybe five games I wanted on the PS4 and nothing else that was really huge that right. I couldn't get elsewhere. Right. And then on the Switch, it was, you know, there's a half dozen games that are only on the Switch. Yeah. I mean, I wanted Legend of Zelda. I wanted to play Odyssey. And forgive me for even saying it, but after trying Eric's... Uh, uh, Mario Rabbids little oh, X-Com not game. X-Com I, want, I want it. I want to uh, play it. It was fun. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the, the, the half hour, 45 minutes I spent on it. So I'm, I, I, I want it. Uh, then to top it all off, they are putting out, they are putting out Switch versions of Bayonetta, Bayonetta 2, and Bayonetta 3 has been announced yep, all on the Switch. That's I true. just, I, I loved Bayonetta. I never got to play Bayonetta 2 because it was on Wii U, and I, I, I never went with Wii U. No one did. So, no, I broke. I broke and bought a console. That and I, I, the, the portability factor, because up until literally this morning, I've only ever played it portable. Right. Uh, I, I finally got a TV shifted into my com- onto my, my computer desk, and I was able to actually play it on a TV for the first time, and I've had it for over a week now. Okay. So, well, I, I've listened to some other gaming podcasts, and so, some of them like to dock it all the time, and some of them constantly play it portably. Well, and they just put out a, a Nintendo ran an actual survey thing, and they put it out, and it runs about fifty one percent of people use it, either both about the same. Mm, okay, and their 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 little survey thing they did only had eighteen percent of respondents. If I remember correctly, don't quote me. I think it was eighteen percent that said they only use it docked. So, we'll see. I've used it both. Uh, Legend of Zelda is a little tougher, probably because I'm getting older. On that screen, i got to really hold it up there to be able to see everything when you're trying mm-hmm. to look in a distance and shoot arrows at stuff on the screen. But Pinball FX, 
Pinball FX3 is great, portable, not a problem. I saw that they allowed it to be put into a into a vertical state for that. I haven't even tried it in vertical state yet. Oh. I, I I've just used it, just just used it standard horizontally, and it's been all right. I haven't tried the vertical yet, so I should do that. But and they have the special going on, uh, their anniversary specials. So up until. I don't remember what. I think it's the 20 something of this month. Pinball FX3, you can get a free, uh, two tables for free. So I've got, instead of just having the starter table, I've got two other tables. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They're, uh, I forgot what they named that pack, but it's like the Legends pack or something yeah. like that. But, and the, the Adventureland, the Adventureland table is a lot of fun. Zeus is something or other. It's a lot of fun. I've been enjoying it. It's been my, I've been playing it a lot the last few days. Okay. Well, uh, I went and saw Last Jedi. I know you've seen it. I've seen it. Uh, I'm not going to say much on it because I don't want to spoil it. It's too, yeah, no, that it's would be new. evil. It would be. Uh, I, I liked it, but it's definitely not my favorite. So I never expected any of these to, to be my, yeah, my favorite. Well, I always hope to be surprised. I always hope to be surprised, but Empire just hits every note just oh, right. This is not my second to Empire. Well, no, so. I'm not saying it's your second to anything. I'm just saying it would be impressive, bordering on impossible, I think, for any movie to hit the notes that Empire hits with me. Mm. Yeah, that, that's fair. That's fair. But anyway, I did like it. So yeah, I I, I enjoyed it. It, it well, like I said it was. <clears throat> my daughter went out uh, yesterday while we were at pinball. Uh, my daughter, my oldest daughter, who'd gone with me and my wife to see it, went out. Uh, they had some shopping to do. They did some shopping, and she took her allowance money and she bought herself a bunch of new figures, all from that movie because. She loves them. So she has a bunch of, because, you know, she needed another Ray figure and uh, another Leia figure and a Rose figure. She liked Rose. Yeah, I actually, I, I like the Rose character as I well. I did too. As a, my, probably my favorite new character that they, yeah, they I introduced. Would, uh, she was pretty well fleshed out. Yeah. So anyway, I, yeah, if you're a Star Wars fan, go ahead and see it. It, it ain't a fan of Menace, so don't worry about that. Yeah, it, that. It, it isn't that. And if you like Hux, you'll like Hux more because Hux is awesome. Mm. And, uh, as you just noted, we did, uh, Pizza West tournament. It was the last monthly tournament of the year. I, in fact, there's a tournament going on right now, I believe. Yeah. It's already started. Yeah. It started right at, just not quite an hour ago. So, and I, to my knowledge, that's the last Kansas side tournament of the year. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it, it, it is that I, unless somebody has a New Year's Eve thing set up that I haven't heard about yet. Yeah. It is a last chance. Yeah. Someone might. Uh, I know they popped one up last year. And yeah. it, it, it was short notice pop up. That's that's true. We it feels like we've had a lot more tournaments this year though, on the Kansas side. Maybe not a lot more. It just uh, there's so many launch parties though. It just sort of feels right. Like there's been be. a lot of launch parties because I mean there was, and that's what's going the tournament going on today is the Guardians of the Galaxy right. launch. There was a guy and, they and they've they've done an Aerosmith launch. There was a Star Wars launch. There. Uh, see, part of the thing is I, I, I know we also had more locations open up like Tapcade, but that's North Kansas City. So that, right. I'm trying to count it because that's fake Missouri points and I only keep track <laughs> of real Kansas points. Uh, so, cause that's what the Kansas City market feeds off of is the can, they all play on the Kansas side. Right. So, so my, my end placement will, uh, almost assuredly be lower than I was in 2016. There are just a lot better players now. More players as well. There are. So my placement is going to be about the same place, which is, is way down there. Not, you're, you were your top 30? 31 or 32 last time I checked. Okay. Yeah. Not that last night's showing did me real good. I mean, being the first person eliminated in the tournament. Well, you probably, but I'm sure others tied with you at that. I'm sure others tied with me, but seeing as the first game was Flash Gordon, um, Flash. and that, that went really, 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 really quickly. Yes. And yeah. It's, it's, it can be brutal. I saw, I think I saw someone put up almost a billion just playing it, or a million. Honestly. I would say a billion. Oh, no, they cheated. What god was hovering above the table? <laughs> <laughs> so anyway. Uh, so yeah, we're, so we wrapped up with that. 
Uh, and that's really all I had to say. So I think we can go ahead and move on into pinball and our, our as usual, our first segment. Pinball! Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, that was some pinball, but people don't really care about what we do in, in our tournament scene. Um, I, I wanted to start with a few, a couple news pieces that are both related to Stern pinball. Uh, first is they have issued some kits, uh, not like mod kits. These are uh, kits for stopping problems that have been happening with their newer games. These are all spike games. Uh, both kits relate to Ghostbusters, Batman 66, Star Wars, and Aerosmith. And one is their core node stabilization kit, and that's designed to address vibration issues. Uh, some people have been reporting node board failures and the spike system uses node boards. And basically I don't want to, I don't want to dive into a whole lot of it, but, but basically the idea is when a board goes bad, you now just replace a whole board. You don't get out your soldering iron and start plug and plug, right? Put plug transistors and plug replacement. In. Right, right. Uh, but a lot of, a lot of owners have complained because the node boards are running several hundred dollars if you were to buy one to get a, it depends on which board is bad, but they tend to run somewhere on the order of 200 to $500. And even though it's all the spike system, all of the games pretty much are using unique node boards. So you can't just have, Oh, here's the node board for lights. Oh, it's, I can use it for Batman ogres, but no, 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 no. They're, oh, they didn't custom. do that. Oh, that's their custom. That, so, that, that's kind of... Well, and I mean, the system um, is relatively new, so some people are like, well, maybe they'll get to some standardization at some point. Now, some of the stuff, like the light ones, make a bit more sense because they actually have the LEDs on the board, so the light placements have to be different unless you used cookie-cutter insert dropping yeah. and stuff. But anyway, but, uh, yeah, so yeah. So obviously it's a big complaint because it's an expensive plug-and-play solution that obviously could have a lot of appeal to home collectors who may not... I mean, again, as the market has moved away from operators, the idea of not having to send your board out for service is nice. But on the flip side, no one knows how to fix the number. Anyway, uh, the way that they've been installed has been causing damage from the vibration of the machine. It's shaking and the leads are breaking. So they have released a stabilization kit, which consists of either, I think, I guess, uh, wire ties and or spacers. Apparently that fixes. That it. would be my guess. Yes. My guess yes. would be spacers, or maybe, sure. or maybe like ru- like rubber spacers, mm-hmm. rubber grommet type things yeah. to dampen vibration. Yeah. I mean, so it's a pretty simple kit, but they're any they're already putting all that stuff on the games they're currently making. But there is a I guess a free kit available for anyone who has these games that needs it to go ahead and protect the node boards. So if you've already purchased a new inbox stern or a gently used stern, this might not be a bad idea for you to. Uh, take advantage of. Yeah, and I don't, and I don't know what the, what the process is. Go to Stern Pinball's website if you want to see. I mean, if you were the first buyer, contact your distributor and they'll, I'm sure, hook you up. If you're a secondary buyer, I don't know if you have to buy the kit or not. Um, other kit is a capacitor kit. And apparently these same games have an occasion to, uh, register false switch hits. So they've released a kit that works, that has, it has obviously it's an issue with the capacitor. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I don't remember what the resolution is, but it fixes it. So anyway, I've seen a couple of those machines register hits that didn't make sense because the ball wasn't mm-hmm. anywhere near some of the hits that registered. Yeah. I, I don't recall experiencing it myself, but I, I might have just been oblivious. I'm not the highly attuned player that you are, focused in like a laser. Yeah, no, it was more along the lines I was watching over somebody's shoulder, and they were like, well, why did that hit when the ball wasn't there? Ah, <laughs> I don't So Force. Force powers. Yeah, it was force powers. So uh, so anyway, so there are some, some kits available for the modern Sterns. And uh, other big piece of news is that Stern has finally released version 1.0 of the Star Wars code. Yay! So it's done. I mean, there'll probably be more patches. There's <laughs> always more patches. Yeah, there is, but but it's been interesting because obviously there has been a lot of complaining about Stern and code quality has always been an issue in recent time. Well, I mean, going all the way back to Wheel of Fortune, which never was seen as having finished code, and the the ultimate shift up with uh like walking dead which started with 
arguably bad code and then it became great and then they just put out more we mentioned that on the last episode they put out sort of the surprise update with even more code right um and you know even though i was at pizza west for the tournament for hours yesterday i didn't get one game in on star wars you know i didn't either and it wasn't because it was you know, not capable. It was because, because I, it's not like I was busy. I was sitting, I was knocked out of the mm. tournament. We'd carpooled together and Dennis did very well yesterday. So we, uh, I was waiting, but that game was in continuous play. There were three or four people who were just rotating through that game pretty quickly. And they had the, they had the new code on. So I'm guessing yeah. they were trying to learn the new code. Yeah. And I, I have to admit, even though Steve Ritchie is my favorite designer, I haven't been drawn to keep playing Star Wars. I haven't either. And I really should because I need to learn it because every location we have in the area has a Star Wars. Well, yeah, it just and makes so, sense. I mean, from, from an, from a operator point of view, Star Wars is oh, a table yeah. to have. No, and, uh, and it's not, it's not the layout that has bugged me. Uh, it's, uh, well, I've had some frustrations with some things when I'm playing it, but mostly it's the sort of like, what am I supposed to do? I'm not clear. Uh, it feels like, Sometimes I have a longish game, but I don't get any points for it. And again, these are all things that are like, that tells you, Dennis, that you should be playing it more. But, <laughs> but learning, learning the rules. But it's not like, like with, with Ghostbusters, it always felt intuitive to me. Like I, I you know, there's a ladder system. There, there's some complexity to, you know, understanding how to do your multi ball, like how you activate it mm-hmm. by hitting the, the captive balls and stuff. But it all just kind of fit together and it, it seemed to tell me pretty well on the play field. Here's what you need to do to be successful. Yeah. And Star Wars, it's been, you know, it's just like with Game of Thrones. What house am I supposed to choose? Well, I just follow whatever the guide on Tilt Forum says. Okay, so I'm playing Martell all the time. It was Greyjoy at first, and then it became mm. Martell, and everyone learned their lesson. So, anyway. But everyone realized, well, well, I'm not actually good enough to complete everything to make Greyjoy worthwhile. Yeah. <laughs> so, the only thing I really know, but I wanted to get, I wanted to announce that version 1.0 is out for a couple of reasons. One is, uh, even though I haven't had a chance to try it yet, uh, my main understanding that the big shift that they've done in the finalized version is a lot of the multi-ball stacking options that existed, they're gone now. At least as it relates to the what are seen as the fourth missions in. And I guess that's a feature you can toggle in the settings. So by default, you can't stack that anymore to make it, I guess, a little less of a point, like just a point smorgasbord, I'm yeah. assuming. Uh, the other thing is that so far from the most of the comments I've either heard now or read about have been very positive about how this code is. Enough that I know someone came to me yesterday when we were at the tournament and said that they moved from hating Star Wars to actually liking it now. Wow, that's quite the change. Cause yeah. they, and it could happen with me because, like you, I've just not gone into it a lot. I haven't... I don't want to say I haven't cared, but it was just, it was okay. It didn't seem like a great player that I really jumped into and enjoyed. And everywhere we've got it, there's other things that I would rather play. So I normally just play other things unless I catch it in tournaments. So. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Which is sad as a Star Wars fanboy. I mean, I'm kind of saddened by that, but. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't know if it's a mix. It has very short ball times for me uh, generally. So I feel like. You know, when it comes to the casual play, am I getting my money's worth? Why would I? I last longer on Ghostbusters. And maybe that's not true for a lot of people, but it is for, I don't, I don't mind playing Ghostbusters in tournament. Some I don't mind hate, Ghostbusters. Some people hate Ghostbusters in tournament. I, I rarely, I, I rarely, <laughs> I rarely blow up Ghostbusters. I rarely blow up any game. I'm not that good of a player, but Ghostbusters, I'm, Solid enough on Ghostbusters that with a couple shots going my way, it's not unusual for me to win uh, rounds on Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I have no problems playing Ghostbusters. Well, and it, and it has a nice level of brutality that even skilled players can struggle with. Which right. I always, I mean, that was, I, I uh, for Pizza West, we, most of the time I, we did drawing, we drew uh, the games yeah. out of a bag. But I did for a couple rounds. We did allow the loser to either pick game or pick position. Um, and so on one of those instances where we did that, what, what would I do? I would say things like Flash Gordon and Funhouse. If the person I was playing is better than me, I have to send you to games that are brutal because I have to try and equalize where I can. And I understand how to score points on both of those games. Mm-hmm. 
I'm sure that my opponent knows as well. It's just I'm hoping that the outlines will just suck that <laughs> suck the brains right out of that <laughs> pinball. Um, and it, and it worked out for for quite a while for me. But uh, inevitably, one gets caught up in my scrubbiness, loses out to uh, to better players. But so anyway, that's it. For, I had for news. It's of course end of year, so there's not a whole lot. Uh, I did want to announce uh, the Twippy, the Twippy, Twippy. Awards. Yes. Uh, this week in pinball, we we discussed them a bit uh, regarding their interview with Deep Root on our last episode. Well, they are doing their first annual pinball awards. So I have a link in the show notes so people can go and vote. I believe they're doing the votes all the way through the end of the year. And then sometime in early January, they're going to do like a, a live show on Twitch or YouTube or something, I'm assuming, and give out the awards. And they got little trophies and stuff. But I thought it might be fun. Uh, even though it's been so long since I voted, I don't even remember what my choices were anymore. I, I remember what most of my choices were, but it's because most of my choices are the same choice. Oh, okay. Uh, I was actually torn more than I thought I would be uh, on some of these, but I, I wanted to go ahead and, and uh, run run through the categories, the best categories. I, uh, I I say the best categories because there were there are choices for all of these. And I, let's go ahead and just hit on those the games that are up for the award in all these best of uh designations are aerosmith alien batman 66 dialed in guardians of the galaxy lex slips in under the wire there yep yep uh, i was uh, actually i've still never played it oh yeah i've only played it once so i can't really say much uh lexi lightspeed escape from earth star wars the Jetsons and Total Nuclear Annihilation. They basically, I think, did anything that came out December 2016, which is how Batman got in. Yeah. Through, I guess, up to the the date of release. Otherwise, I would because if you went through the end of November, I well, I know, I guess you still would have gotten Guardians. Yeah, because Guardians. I, started, we didn't have it on location in November, but but I know people who started getting them just before Thanksgiving. Sure. So no, so that makes sense. So that seems to be how they did. It. They did a year. They just didn't do a calendar year, which is understand. You know, uh, there are video game awards. We see groups that do yeah. that. They push all the December stuff into the next year. So which so makes that, sense. I mean, you haven't had enough time to play them to get to know them to get a feel for them. Now, they had some write-ins for favorite pinball podcast, favorite pinball Twitch streamer, favorite pinball YouTube channel, favorite new mod. I wasn't going to go over those with you because you can write whatever. People can write what they want. Eclectic Gamers Podcast. You can write that. I won't, I, I won't beg. I don't beg. <laughs> you know, we had every listener write us in. I, I, I we'd think still we'd still lose. lose. I know we would. So, so that's, not much, that's, not, that's not much point. But hey, you know, if you actually do like us the best, I mean, I don't want to say don't write it or don't write us in. Um, Just be honest with yourself. Write in the people yeah. you like. Best. I, I know I did not write in a favorite new mod and I didn't write in. I didn't either. I didn't write in a YouTube channel. I probably should have written in Papa TV because that's the one I watch the most for the tutorials. I, I just, didn't put in a pinball channel either because I don't watch any pinball on YouTube. Did you uh, write in a Twitch streamer? I did. Was it Dead Flip? Yeah. Okay. Me too. Okay. <laughs> it's like, Dead Flip's about the only Twitch streamer. The only. Let me rephrase. Dead Flip's about the only pinball Twitch streamer that I watch with any regularity. Well, he's the most prolific. Uh, is part of the. I mean. I mean, I watch. There are several. There are several that do it now, but they usually go a couple nights a week, and I don't blame them the slightest oh, for not that. At all. But I mean, this is his life now. Is he's he's a he's a Twitch partner. Yeah, that's his thing. So, and I think he makes pinball entertaining and approachable to people who don't know it. Yep. And I think that's the most important thing that Twitch can do for the medium. So, just I my agree. Sense, but I, I I've seen some of the other uh, channels, and I think they're good. It's just they're. But they're not prolific enough to be my favorite. Okay, so best theme, and I know in the in the voting, the notation was this is just what is the best theme, not how well it was incorporated or anything like that. Just what was the best of all these games? Which one had the best theme as I yeah as a theme in and of itself? Um, you know, I think I ended up voting Guardians on this because the property is so hot right now. I just, I just thought, I just thought, 
Star Wars is a great iconic theme, but it's been done several right. times. So I went, I went with Guardians on. I it. was, I was tossed between Guardians and Aliens, and the mm. big problem with me with Aliens was literally pulling away from the integration part and just going with the theme solid. And I even there, I ended up going with Guardians because I really love Guardians of the Galaxy. I've never played the pinball machine. I just love the franchise. Well, I I really love the theme of Alien, but but much. Even more so than Star Wars, because Star Wars at least has these new movies now. Mm-hmm. Alien is is dead. There, but but there was an Alien movie this year. No, that doesn't count. Prometheus things don't count. We're gonna have an episode sometime where I tear into just why Prometheus is a terrible movie. Not <laughs> it was such a terrible disappointment. It is visually beautiful, and every character in the film is stupid, including the aliens. <laughs> They're all dumb. They're dumb. We just need to we just need to do a, a an eclectic rips on yes, yes. <laughs> special maybe maybe if we if we get an alien on location which seems to be next to impossible given the uh, reputation highway pins have in our area <laughs> an excellent time for me just to weave that in yeah but um anyway so that's the best theme okay so we're in agreement on that all right which game do you think had best theme integration this one was tough mm-hmm. And part of the reason it was so tough was because I haven't actually played a Batman 66 yet. Mm. Um, I've had an opportunity to twice now that I've not been able to make it to because of other obligations. But in the end, I ended up going with Dialed In. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, for the, the whole cityscape thing going on and the newscasters. <clears throat> That's a, that is a good point. Uh, I I did go with Batman. Did I you? have yeah, I have played it and I just thought the way the the clips and stuff it, I thought it felt felt like the show. So to me it, it See, hit those buttons. From watching people play it, I thought it looked like it integrated really well, but having not played it myself, I wasn't willing to put a point to it. So mm-hmm. I went with the one I had played cuz I like dialed in. It's it's a Oh yeah, no, game. no. I really I think it's a fun game. I, I there's a lot that I there to like. Uh all right, best sound and callouts. Aerosmith. Okay, I went with Total Nuclear Annihilation on this because of the sound package. I it, but, it was it was it was right there. It, mm-hmm. it was tight with me, and I also because I like the callouts specifically, just the callouts and dialed in too. But I in the end, I decided that Aerosmith had the slight edge sound wise. Okay, no, I I, I can see it. Uh, okay, next one would be best artwork. Uh, if I remember right, I went with TNA on that one. Okay. I, this one I know I was, I can't remember. I was torn between picking Guardians and picking Aerosmith. And I think I chose Aerosmith in the end. See, cause I really, once they released that art package, the, uh, for Total Nuclear Annihilation, that whole 80s kind of cartoon 80s vibe, back glass and everything, I liked it a lot. So. I really liked, uh, it wasn't, for me, Total Nuclear Annihilation, I like the back glass. I don't like the play field very much, though. I don't like the cluster of the... The one yeah. that was always sharpied in. I don't yeah. like how it looks in the actual... Compared, it was enough for me to be like, no. That one immediately was second tier to the Dirty Donnie style. I'm pretty sure I went with Dirty Donnie's work on, on Aerosmith. I'm not a huge fan of the animations on Aerosmith, but I thought the 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 back glass translate is, is okay, the play field looks really good to me. Yeah. Um, so, but I did like how, especially given how limiting Disney can be, what uh, Franchi did with Guardians. I thought that that he did a really good job with it. Um, there was there was a lot to pick from there. Uh, okay, best rules slash code. So, what's the game with the best programming? I'm trying to remember. I'm pretty sure I did dialed in. I did either dialed in or total nuclear annihilation. I think for this one it was dialed in. There were a lot of my decisions where it was, oh, was yeah. it dialed in or is it TNA? Dialed right. in or TNA? I, I remember because I debated between those two for like most of these. I think I debated between dialed in and Aerosmith, which I thought actually came out with decent code. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think it's, I, I think it's fun to play. Uh, but I think the rule balance, the rules balance on dialed in was, was enough that put me over the top. I did consider TNA as well because the rules I think are, are fairly well fleshed out. I just don't have a lot of time on it because I've only played the Whitewood. Uh, and 
it's easier to just say, oh, well, now you just need more hits and just keep doing that. So there, there's more, right. there's more, in my view, there's more depth to the code in these non-retro games. So it's, it's harder to, so, you know, it's like dialed in coding. Kiefer's work on that is a, was a lot more to me impressive. So yeah, no, makes so total I think sense. I think, I, 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 think I went, I think dialed in is what I ended up going with. And it was basically because it was a deeper code set, mm-hmm. but like I said, I, I had dialed in and TNA were big between me on the decisions throughout. It's just because uh, is right now, as of December, I still think TNA is the best game I played overall this year. Yeah. It was, I mean, it was the highlight of Texas for us. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, okay. Next is best light show. This was easily total nuclear annihilation for me. I think that's what I put too. Uh, I was just, I was like, well, I don't know if, I mean, there are a lot of things when I thought about taking it to production, what would I have sacrificed to get the price lower? Cause spooky doesn't make as much on a total nuclear annihilation as they would on one of their normal games because of everything that's packed in. Mm-hmm. And there's that color changing GI lighting. No one else is really doing a lot of that, at least on pro models and stuff. So it just, it's, it's quite a spectacle. So I just thought. I I think it's impressive. I think it's the most impressive. I'm pretty certain that's the one I put in. I should have written down what I was putting in. I should have voted for it. I did. I did. I did get. I mean, I didn't just immediately check it. I did think. Well, Dial Then does have a pretty good light show as well. But no, (laughs) yeah, that's not how it went. Uh, Best toys or and or gimmicks. This one, I think I chose Aerosmith for the toy box. See, I think I put down Guardians because of the Groot head. I might, you know, I thought about that. Because it is really cool when he spits the balls out. Yes. Groot vomiting pinballs is hilarious to me. And every time I see it, it makes me laugh. Just a little bit on the inside. Mm. I, maybe, you know, I don't know. I, I did. I oscillated on this one. And that was the one I, I was between. I'm surprised I didn't really consider dialed in on this. You know, it's got a lot of toys. It's got those little micro drones with the spinning props mm-hmm. and everything. It's got a lot of stuff. The theater, the theater, the cell phone. The cell phone. Yeah, no, no, it's it's obviously it has a ton. But I know for a fact that it's not what I chose. No, no, one. it just for whatever reason. Well, maybe because it integrates too well. I just don't think of them as in. As, no, I just no think, toy on that playfield draws my eye. Right, it's just part of the game. Yeah, where like I said on Guardians, it's Groot vomiting balls. Sorry, That's Pat, hilarious. you made it too much part of the game. Sorry, no award for you. Uh, okay, let's see. Oh, best playfield layout and gameplay. TNA. I might have chosen that one. I trying to think if I did or did not. I, I think I did. Yeah, because uh, that that was the closest in this list. That was basically just best bloody game, and that's what I consider TNA. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, best display and animations. I think I went with dialed in. I, I don't. It was either yeah. Dialing or Aerosmith, but I don't remember. I believe I did Batman. I liked. I liked the clips. I thought it just mm-hmm. uh, how it. And again, I was. I wasn't trying to make it get back into. Oh, this is how theme feels, but. But see, and with because I think I went with dialed in because if it's got all those interesting things like the selfie mode and the this uh, that stuff like that, I liked how that. Yeah, displayed no. on the screen, and it was and, cons- I considered. Yeah, it. and it's hilarious to watch people who look like you're punching them in the gut because they're not actually looking up or doing anything while they're playing, or it's flashing up all the pictures because yeah. there's some people when it flashes up all the pictures, every single it looks like they just took one picture because the head's not moving; they're just rock solid steady. And then you see other people who move around a bit more like me and some of our other players that they're like all over the place to the point where sometimes the camera's grabbing pictures of the people hiding behind them yeah, yeah. that are watching over their shoulders because they're moving so much. So yeah, no, I, I liked that. Okay. Well, uh, those were our, those are our award picks, but uh, go follow the link and vote if you haven't yet. Uh, Google account is required to do this vote to control vote stuffing. Some of these I was actually, I, I was talking to, to Jeff who, who does the, the, this week in pinball. And I, I suggested that he do a Google sign in because it was, I felt it was pretty obvious on pin side that there were some people that would be more than willing to, uh, ballot stuff for some of the boutiques. And some of those boutique games may very well deserve to win in my view, but, uh, you know, they don't need to win by not having, that it's that hard to, 
no wild stuff. But how many account, how many Google it. accounts do you want to keep making for some award that isn't even going to be yours? Like, yeah, that's true. Like, well, you know, we did a Google sign in one time for one of our contests, but we get so little. I mean, I think so the few. most we've ever had was just over two hundred for a round of something. Yeah, it's not enough for us to worry about it. Whereas when you have like best Stern fan of the year, and they're paying bots to go in and vote. You know, yeah, like, no, you, that, you guys, that that's very true. That was that was really bad. So. And that's I think this will be somewhere in the middle of it. I know personally, I've got like six or seven Google accounts, so I could do it. Oh yeah, times. I have a, but, I have a few. I only, you know, use my email one for things like this, but, but technically I suppose I could go in and. Yeah, I, I've only got one that I really main use. The others are all for like, oh, this is the one I use when I'm selling stuff on Craigslist, or this is the one I use oh, sure. for whatever. This is the one that's tied into my personal YouTube thing because I don't have it tied into my main one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just, yeah, it won't, it just cuts down. It doesn't, uh, it doesn't eliminate. Uh, okay, next pinball item. Our next contest, which is not Google sign-in required, is uh, the what we discussed briefly on the last episode. The Shame Pinball Machines. The, shame. That's right. This time. Shame. Yes. I, so I, I, shame. I thought about maybe I'll put a picture of her in. I don't want to like a copyright notice from HBO saying, take our picture. <laughs> make that picture down of, of the Grand Sept's bell ringer. But... but um, so, as mentioned, we were planning to do that in the last episode. After the last episode aired, shortly after, actually, I created a Google form where people can go and start giving us submissions to build out what the contest is going to use. Because that happened after the last episode, I wanted to go ahead and get it. In. It's actually been running almost two weeks already, but I'm going to keep running it for almost another two weeks. And we'll actually start the whole round off on our year-end finale. We'll be able to work that in easily. Okay. So the link's in the show notes for people who want to go. Feel free to submit more than once. It doesn't. This is not voting right now. This is just to compile a list of games. It's been uh probably almost a week since i looked and i think we were around 20 submissions uh, of games and which is good that's a i'd be perfectly fine going with the with 20 i don't know if there are any i know there was one repeat but other than that they were all pretty unique but there are some rules and the main ones that will trip people up is if you're submitting a solid state or beyond era game it cannot be in pinside's top 200 it could be 201 but if it's in the top 200, I want to hear it. That is not nearly shameful enough for us to to, to, uh, to discuss. I don't need people coming in and, and saying, uh, you know, sticking in some game like freaking uh, Tron on the list and going, well, it's shameful because it didn't come with enough lights. And, and then it wins because it's the best game easily. I it's shameful because I didn't get the LE. That's right. <laughs> I'm pro. I meant pro specifically. So... So it, it can't be that. And we're not discriminating on uh, saying you have to submit a solid state game. It can be an electrical mechanical. In that case, it needs to be outside of Pinside's top 100. So 101 and below are okay. But feel free, you know, we're going to randomly seed them. We're not going to, I'm not going to seed them based off of where they are on Pinside. I just need to have some threshold to decide what might be considered shameful. Yeah. And we're using shame in quotes, but you can interpret that any way you want. Just a, a game that you think is underappreciated or a game that you think is gets a lot of hate for some particular reason. Or it doesn't necessarily have to be a game that you want but would be embarrassed to own, <laughs> which is kind of what shame implies. You know... If we, we we can avoid this whole copyright issue if we get you like a robe and some dish towels to drape over your head and a bell, and we'll just do the picture of you and you can be the shame ringer. I don't have it in the budget to buy a bell. So this, <laughs> so this idea is out. We're not going to discuss this idea anymore. <laughs> so it was very clever of you, and now your cleverness needs to die. Okay. Uh, one last pinball thing. Uh, Texas Pinball Festival. We are going. Yep. For right. sure, it, we we locked in. That's right. Uh, I, last night, yeah, yep. We 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 came to our agreement on that, and I actually booked the hotel room about an hour ago, so that's all reserved. And I ordered my registration while I was at it just to get it out. Just the get it done. Yeah, get it I'll done. Have, I'll, I'll get, get it my done. Next, get myself a, a black shirt. I'll get my next week. Yeah, I like yeah. the shirts. I didn't like last year's shirts. I do like this year's. Shirts. Yeah, this year's is a lot better. I did get last year's, but I I 
was like, yeah, because I don't know about buying yeah. shirts. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll be we'll be at TPF. So if you want to see us at TPF, we'll be there. We should bring some stickers. We bought a thousand stickers. Yeah. They were pretty cheap. They look good. Uh, we still have magnets as well. Maybe we'll bring some magnets, too. Magnets but anyway, if, if you see us, uh, I'm the I'm the one who looks awesome, and Tony's the one who looks like Tony. Yeah, was what I was gonna go with. Of course, as soon as they hear me speak, they'll be like, "Where's Where's Tony? He's the voice we like to listen to." I have actually been recognized twice now because of my voice. It's it's very distinct. So <laughs> that 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 kind of makes me feel feel good. Yeah, because I've had a couple times where I've been doing something, somebody's like. I recognize that voice. Are you Tony from the Eclectic Gamers podcast? Like, yes, I am. And I have people go, "Hey, are you that other guy?" <laughs> like, yeah, well, yes, I am. I love being the second fiddle. It's the best fiddle of all. There's no pressure. <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, so we're going to be at that show. It's the one that's easiest for us to drive to, so yeah. it's a fairly affordable trip, and it's kind of become the industry show. So I think honestly, so. if you're not going to play in a tournament, in which case you want to do Pinberg at Replay FX. That's the Which tournament. We will do someday, I hope. Yes, I'm hope I'm hopeful as well. But this is the I think it's this is the fun show. They got lots of games, mm-hmm. uh, a lot a lot of uh, sort of illuminaries from the pinball world get lined up to to do these. They have seminars. If you want to sit in on any and learn anything, it's it's a good mix. Yeah, and, no, uh, it, it, it's always a good time. Yeah, yeah. It, it's enjoyable. They're uh, uh, definitely. Been it's been getting better. This is going to be our third attendance. Yes, and I would yes. say last time was was even better than the first time, and I had a ton of fun and enjoyed the first time a lot. Yeah, so. uh, yeah. You know, the I think the thing for me at least with the first instance is we we did the tournament, and I don't think it was worth the stress. I agree. That's why I haven't done the tournament nope. since, then. and I and I'm not doing it. I'm not doing the tournament in 2018. No, me neither. And and I mean. I enjoy pinball. I like playing pinball. Pinball's a lot of fun. I would like to own a couple of pinballs. I'm not a great player. And for most of these tournaments, me playing is basically just handing money away to other people and taking, adding a ton of stress and taking a bunch of time that I could be doing other more fun stuff out. Now, for something like Penberg, Penberg's different. I would do Penberg in an instant because then I would settle into the place where I expect to be, um, down there in like the Zed, uh, grouping instead of, you know, Mm. Oh, I see. Well, I mean, the thing that I like about Pinberg is you, you're playing the whole time. Right. You know, I don't know if you've heard this one, but but uh, how how do you know when you're at a pinball tournament? Nobody's playing pinball. God, that's, that's the so joke. True. And it's and it's true. And it was true at Texas. It was. Because when we when we did it in 2016, it was. I mean, I, I liked that it was limited entry, but even with that, there were long queues. You could queue up with software, but you couldn't really go very far away no. because there wasn't much of a window when they called your name and the, and I don't blame them. And then they, and then they iced you off the list, but it's just like, there were a lot of people just sitting and waiting to get a chance to put up a score and then trying to be strategic and holding back entries so that they could wait till the next day to see where, where they needed to most attack to get back into the yeah. a very narrow finals pool. It sounds like every year they've made improvements to that tournament. So I don't mean this as a major criticism of the tournament itself, but it is what makes me not want to do it. Right. It's too much like a traditional tournament to be special enough for me to want to pay how much more it is than what I get here in the Kansas City area. Right. And with what it is, and the difference is here in the Kansas City area, uh, it's basically the times of the month, the once or twice a month that I get to hang out with my friends that I don't get to hang out with as much as I used to and hang out with all my, my, my pinball friends. Uh, and we spend more time just BSing and chatting and that's fine. But in a more, in the bigger tournament with all the extra stress, it's not the same amount of fun or the same amount of enjoyment as you're sitting there BSing with each other and stuff. Mm-hmm. So no, it's just, it's not worth the stress. Cause I, I felt like in 2016, I felt like that first full day and it doesn't help that we drove down that day. Yeah. Well, so it's like, Hey, let's jump in the car at like six 30 going on seven in the morning and drive to Dallas and immediately play in tournaments until like midnight. Lessons were learned. Yes. Lessons were learned. But anyway, 
Uh, so yeah, if you see people that you think look like how they sound, then they're probably us, and uh, you can always feel free to come up and say hi. Uh, that's it for pinball, so let's go ahead and go over to the video game segment. Tony, you have a Switch. I have a Switch. You're console scum now. I am console uh, scum. You want to tell us about any of the games you've been playing? I've been playing Breath of the Wild. Breath of the Wild is amazing. Why? Why is it so amazing? Yeah. I hear that about every Zelda game ever. I know. See, the thing is, is I'm not actually a Zelda fanboy. I've only played, I haven't, like, there are certain tentpole games that are considered the Zelda game, like Wind Waker and Majora's Mask, and I, I've never played those games. You know, I've played Zelda. I've played A Link to the Past. What about Ocarina of Time? No, I've not played Ocarina of Time. And I know that's like a major faux pas. I'm just, I've never been a huge Zelda person. What I am is I like open world games. That's why I liked Fallout. It's why I like Skyrim. I like games where I can just wander off and do whatever. So that was kind of a drawing part. It's like, well, here's a Zelda game that is open world. And that's what I've been doing. I've got a goal in mind that I'm supposed to have, and I'm kind of meandering that general direction. But mainly, I've just been exploring. And it's a lot of fun. I think the cooking system needs a little work. The cooking system is awesome. The stuff you can get out of it is awesome. But it's a little slower and more menu-heavy than I feel like it needs to be. Oh, okay. Uh, I, I think I understand. It's like I, I I think it's a system where I, maybe maybe I haven't picked up any of the DLC yet, uh, but it's something that I could see. I almost feel like you need to have something where you can kind of pre-make like recipe cards where you could just go boom. Oh, I, I'm, I want to make this simmered mushroom nut casserole thing, mm-hmm. and it's like I want to make this. And you can just choose the card and it'll just automatically cook those amount of items. Because as it is now, you have to go into the menu. You have to choose the item. You have to manually choose each item you want in the cook item. Then you have to exit the menu and drop them into a cook pot. Okay. Okay, so they they made it somewhat tedious, it seems. It's to, somewhat tedious okay. to do the cooking. I wonder if maybe they thought people wouldn't have to go into it much. I, I don't know. I, I know I just, like, literally the last thing I did before I saved and quit out uh, to come over here this morning was go, okay, I've got a ton of raw ingredients. And I sat down and I spent probably 20-plus minutes cooking. Mm. Yeah. So, uh you could almost cook a real meal in that time. I'm cook a real meal faster than that. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I mean, but even even with that, it's fun. Uh, the combat is is exciting without being so overwhelmingly hard. Um, I'm not far enough into it to get super deep into anything. Uh, the but the the various specials you know link's got you know his bombs and now he's got like a magnetism power that lets you pick up and move metal objects and and there's a power that lets you create ice columns in water so i've actually gone through and made bridges for myself across rivers using the ice power thing so link has the x gene now link has the x gene now Mm. it's been fun uh I definitely recommend it to anybody who likes open world games, anybody who likes uh, Skyrim-ish type games, except for, like I said, this is definitely not on the same level of um, hyper-realistic, super bloody kind of almost dark levels that Skyrim goes to. It's, it's, it's It's a Legend of Zelda game. I mean, you're playing Link. It's just open world and it's fun. There's good exploration. I've been enjoying it. I've been enjoying it quite a lot. Um, I do have one incredibly huge problem with the Nintendo Switch, period. The buttons are like the exact opposite of what they would be on my Xbox controllers. Mm. And I am still having problems with it. Yeah. Get, it's getting better. But I'm still having problems with it because Xbox 360 was the only thing I ever played. On my PC, I use an Xbox controller for my PC. Right. So everything I do, I have the buttons memorized for the Xbox controller. And what is X on, what, what, what's X on an Xbox controller is A on, uh, the Switch. Okay. So it's, 
little I'm getting I'm I'm starting to get into get into it. It's just that has nothing against the game and everything to do with muscle memory right there. Right, right. So, uh there is some DLC on the game that's supposed to add some really good stuff. Uh, I'm going to pick I'm going to pick up at some point. Yeah, like it, one of the things I find interesting is it literally has a thing where it will track all of your movements for the last 200 hours. So you can like display on a map exactly where you've moved and how you've done over the course of the last 200 hours of gameplay. I'm kind of interested to see how that comes up. Also, the fact that there are people who've played enough that 200 hours doesn't display everything is amazing uh, to me. Hmm. It's not surprising with right, an open right. world game. I mean, I hit 120 some odd hours in the Fallout 4 before I ever went to Diamond City because I'm that kind of open world game player where I just go exploring like every nook and cranny and side quest and this and that. It's the reason why I don't do a ton of open world games because I'll lose myself in an open world game forever until I get bored with it. And it's like, okay. And I'm like halfway through the quest line. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. halfway through the quest line. It's like, I got to play something different. So. Yeah, that's why I had to mix it up after I wrapped up the Mafia 3 game. And I was like, okay, mm-hmm. well... I don't. I don't want to go into like I have Mad Max waiting for me, but I didn't want to go into another sandbox right away, which is why I went into Wolfenstein instead. And now Rocket League. And now Rocket League. Yeah. So that uh, I bought on a sale. Uh, gosh, a month ago or so, maybe a little longer than that. And because it's, I saw it on Twitch, I saw like a tournament, mm-hmm. with, and I thought, oh, this actually looks really good. And then well, 2015 would like to welcome you to, you know what? 2015 <laughs> can go suck an egg because I wasn't watching Rocket League back then. You know what? It's like, I, you know, I wasn't at an Overwatch on the ground floor, but I came around. I wait to see if it's got legs. I don't want to be, I don't want to be that person that goes and buys Battleborn. <laughs> More like Battle Stillborn. The way oh. that, yeah, the way that one went. Wow. I, hey, look, it's, it was all very tragic. And so it has to have a tragic analogy. <laughs> and, and so in the case of Rocket League, the problem was I knew it was free when it came out for PlayStation. It was like their, their free game that yeah. month. So I just was thinking I should get it for free from Xbox eventually or Steam eventually, but they never made it free. So anyway, it finally got low enough that I was like, okay, I'll buy it. Fine. You have money. And um, I only put in a couple games on it, and that was about it. Because uh, I was busy playing probably Mafia 3. I don't know. And so this week in particular, I started, or I should say last week, I started really putting in more time trying the different modes. And yeah, I see why it's addictive. Because, I mean, the games are in, them, in and of themselves are short. It's easy to understand what... The, I mean, there aren't a lot of controls to it, but how you can manipulate your vehicle with all those controls can become very expert very quickly. So there's a lot of stuff I've seen from those tournament plays that I cannot do. I cannot keep, I was like, how is their vehicle that high? I don't understand. Uh, so anyway, I, uh, I've tried all the game modes now that, that it, it came with. So it like, you know, it's got the, the soccer mode, which, I mean, my closest analogy to it was Overwatch's summer games thing with Lucio Ball. But Rocket League is so much better than Lucio Ball. In part because I can change the camera so I don't have to look from the car's perspective. I can have a ball cam instead and be yeah. watching and move. And I, I function better that way. So how I think of a sports game would be normally is your goal is to keep track of the object you keep in play, not your, not yourself. Your, yeah, you it's a, it's your a game. I don't need it. I don't need it to be like I'm actually driving a car right now. Uh, so, but you can, I mean, it's just on the fly. It's not like you have to go into settings. You just hit Y if you want to switch. So sometimes I do switch mm-hmm. when, it, when it'll be more convenient. Uh, but it also had like, um, a basketball mode, uh, uh, ice hockey style and, um, another mode, which is basically the soccer mode. I think they call it rumble, but you get power ups. So it's like smash in a way where you, you, you can do things, freeze the ball or attack enemies and, and things like that. So those are all pretty neat. Uh, in terms of variants. And then I, I ran through a whole season, which when we got ready, when we were leaving for pinball, I was wrapping up my final grand championship where I was totally awesome. And my little rookie AIs were worshiping me when they weren't scoring goals on me <laughs> on my own goal. Merlin was the worst AI. Don't ever play with Merlin. He's bad. You can't trust him. He's a traitor. 
<laughs> and so, yeah, I, I've just been pleasantly surprised. I have made a little bit more progress in Wolfenstein. I've been doing these side hunt missions in it. Uh, they are called Enigma, Enigma code missions or something, but I think I'm just going to wrap up the one I'm on and then keep pushing through the story because that pile I've got on my TV is not getting any shorter. Yeah, I've got Mad Max still to start. I still have Resident Evil 7, which I really want to play. That's probably be the next one I put in. Uh, I still have uh, Seven Days to Die, which I got for my birthday prior. So you still 20, not gotten yeah, to I've it. Still not gotten to it. I have Halo Wars 2. Uh, and I probably got a couple more that are just not sticking out in my brain right now. But uh, And I'm looking forward to all of those. So it's like... but. I like to play, kind of like how you've been putting your time into Wind Waker. Mm-hmm. Not Wind Waker. Not Wind Waker. Not Wind Waker. Breath you said you've never played Wind Waker. Breath of the Wild. Uh, I like to, I don't like to play multiple games at this. I mean, st- like standby games, like game my, doing my random heroes in, in Overwatch for loot crates and stuff. Yeah. No problem. I, that's a game. That's like going back into Battlefield one. Right. Doing that multiplayer stuff. That, that, that I have no problem with. But I don't like to do single player campaigns in multiple games. In part because I, Whenever I try it, I start getting confused at what my controls are. Kind of like how you were with the Nintendo versus the Xbox. Yep. Well, you know, when you've got games where it's like, oh, well, reload is Y here and X there. And in this one, you hit start to load, open your map. And the other one, you hit select to open your map. And so I'm busy hitting the wrong things and going in and, and it's just like, no, no. That's why when I I don't play I typically like you I don't play two of these same style of games but then I'll play a lot of RTSs or uh, 4X games in addition to like I'll I'll be playing an FPS but I'll play a turn based shooter or a cover or something like that uh, an isometric turn based squad game like XCOM something like that. I like mm. to do those while I'm watching shows because if I get distracted watching the show, it's turn-based, so I'm not losing anything. Right. And I'm not, Makes sense. So I do a lot of the... I'll bounce between, like I said, the XCOMs or other similar type of turn-based games or Civilization or uh, any turn-based 4X uh, when I'm watching shows that I've not... Not when I don't have a show, when a show on that's for background noise, but when it's a show that it's like, well, I'm paying attention to it. But it's not something that has me completely riveted, but it's something so when it gets real, so when it does grab me, I can turn away and I don't have to worry about, oh, hey, I forgot to hit the pause button or whatever. I see. And I, uh, I actually very rarely watch anything when I play games. Yeah. I usually just play, play the games. So. See, and I, I very rarely don't have some mm-hmm. other, something else going on, except unless like, like when I'm playing Doom or when I'm playing Wolfenstein, a, if I, a lot of like, like first person shooter stuff, I'll do just that. Okay. Even with Overwatch, I tend to do just Overwatch. Or if I have something playing somewhere, it is something that is, ooh, pardon me, hiccup. Something that is not as, uh, time consume grabby. It's not like, I won't be watching like Parks and Rec or Walking Dead. While I'm playing Overwatch, but I might have a YouTube video going. Uh, like, I've really gotten into these big long let's plays by a YouTuber. He, who does, uh, uh, very, he does RTSs and very strategic type games. And I'll watch a lot of his stuff, uh, while I'm playing like Overwatch or something because the games he's playing and he gets into details and almost tutorial like at times when he's not doing an actual tutorial even for games that I'll watch and consider, especially games that I'm considering picking up. Cause there's a couple games he's been playing that are on the, I'm kind of on the fence about, I'm debating it. Uh, we'll see. Maybe I'll have some new games next time on the computer, but right now I'm mainly just playing switch. So, All right now, since our last episode, my understanding is that there has been some star citizen happenings. Tony? Yes, I know. As soon you as inspi- I said something. You inspired something, them. I did. I inspired them because as soon as I said something, they dropped 3.0. And they dropped uh, news announcements or an uh, or a newsletter, I should say. They're starting to put out a monthly newsletter uh, racking up to uh, Squadron 42. Uh, there's still no release date for Squadron 42, but... All of the stuff I've read on 3.0 says it's 
good. Um, I've still not played it. I'm still, I'm still not planning on playing it. I'm going to wait for an actual completed product before I play it. But it's been a big mix of pretty much everyone I've read about online or seen review it has been like, yeah, 3.0 makes major changes that are good. There's nothing really terrible about it that I've, that has come to light as of yet. So we will see how it goes. Uh, it's been a year. We'll see if there's another update or if we go another year before there's another update. We'll see how long it takes to, for them to put out an actual product. But I know this has wet people's taste buds enough that I've seen plenty of posts online about people who are going out and buying yet more ships. Some of them, you know, oh, I, yeah, I went and dropped a thousand dollars to pick up this ship last weekend. It's like, well, and they can land grab. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I still don't understand it. I mean, these are, there are people out there who have thrown the literal price of cars into this game. And this game doesn't even exist yet. I guess they're really rich. I don't know. Uh, I mean, there are people out there who, uh, and if you go on, uh, the forums are scary. Because there are people out there who are, even at this stage, when the game doesn't exist, it's literally, well, here, we did a bunch of upgrades to this module that's kind of like the game. But this isn't the game. There's no story. There's no... There's no persistent, this is just kind of testy stuff. And they're like, well, as is, it's the greatest game I've ever played. And it's like, it's not even a game yet. Yeah. It gets into, and there's a term, I should have written it down because I, I've heard of it before. And sunk I saw, cost fallacy? Yes. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Yes. The sunk cost fallacy. And I mean, I, I'm certain that's exactly what, what's going on there. And we see it in pinball. We do. Uh, you, you know, that's part of the issue where, on some of the, well, Alien's a good t- case in point. There are a lot, almost every unboxed Alien that I'm reading about on Pinside is having multiple problems. And that you have to make some adjustments to games is quote unquote well known. But I think some people are now playing that up as, oh, I mean, like when I got, when I bought, I only ever had one new inbox game. When I got Star Trek, I did not have to adjust anything out of the box that I can think of. I had to adjust a stand-up target after 400 plays. You know, it didn't, I've had to replace some rubbers as time, you know, it's a physical thing. Things happen, but I didn't have to go in and start segregating out the, uh, wires to the flippers because the colors changing LEDs are inappropriately changing colors because there's so much interference from the power going through. Yeah. I didn't have to do things like that. And those are minor issues, don't get me wrong, but it also is, an, is a testament to poor quality control. And there are people that can't tell what modes they're in, who are hearing weird buzzing sounds, and are having issues where sometimes the game doesn't requires them to reset, and it doesn't boot right, and it's freezing. But they're saying, but it's the greatest, it's the greatest game ever. It's the greatest game ever. And I'm, I'm still having a lot of fun. I'm still, I'm still like, but I'm selling it also. Right, right, right. <laughs> so it's kind of like that. It's a, in that case, they, they have their product, but there are these other people that are latching onto it who have money in and they need it to succeed. Uh, sort of like, uh, what we see with Dutch as well. Big Lebowski people mm-hmm. who have the money in and they don't really have a way to get their money back. And so they just have to cheer on every idea, even if it costs money. It's like, yeah, we got to do that, do that, do that. And it's like, guys, I, I get it. You don't want it to fail because you've already spent so much money, but that doesn't make it good. It's like standing in that supermarket line that isn't moving and you refuse to move because you've already sunk so much time in there. Right. I, I, I love to see that when I'm at a store and like they won't, they don't deviate. It's like, no, that checker is just, they're too old. They're not moving. <laughs> <laughs> you need to go to the one with someone who's still alive. I'm pretty sure the checker died while checking this person out. You need to. Yes. <laughs> yes. It's ver- it's tragic, but they're not any less dead. And you need to go to another line now. This is how it works. This happened to me at Walmart. They did not. I don't. I never go to Walmart except to buy oil for my car. I went to Walmart. This has nothing to do with video games. I went to Walmart. I walked past the video game section. I bought my oil. I grabbed my oil. I grab my filter. I go to check out. 20 items or less. I'm thinking it's going to be moving quickly. This poor little lady. She was not dead. She was doing her best. Her best was not satisfying to me. And it was a mix of her speed and that everyone in front of me decided to buy things that didn't have barcodes on them. 
I, yeah, I know. I didn't think it was possible. Guy in front of me bought a salad. Well, no. He, he gave, bought a salad? No. He had some other stuff and he had a salad and the salad did not have the barcode. He had been in line so long. He told her to just not, he would just starve. He said, just don't give me my salad. He gave up on the salad. <laughs> and it looked like an oat for a salad. It looked okay. So that was the sacrifice I felt. He sacrificed that salad to save all of us, really, because he knew. He knew he chose the wrong line. And by then, I knew I chose the wrong line. The only problem in my case was I didn't see any other lines, and I didn't realize I had self-checkout. I was going to say, why didn't you just go to self-checkout if you just bought a couple that, quarts I, of oil? I didn't know that. I bought five quarts of oil, and I didn't see the checkout. That was self-checkout. I didn't know they had that there. So, because I never go, because I care about my country. America. America. So, what did that have to do with anything? It just says that there are other costs. You can, you can have a sunk cost of time. Yeah. Or money. And in some of these things, in the case of Star Citizen, you have both. They've sunk a lot of time waiting for this game. So it better be the best game ever. This is the thing with Duke Nukem. But once it came out, everyone came around because they didn't sink a bunch of money into it. No, it was just time. It was just time. There were people who had scans of their receipts pre-ordering that game from the 90s. And I borrowed a copy when it came out. That game is not good. No, it's not. It would have been better to not have released it at all because that showed that Gearbox has flaws. And it, That's why there's no Half-Life 3. That's why there will never be Half-Life 3. Yes. That and Aliens Colonial Marines. It was awful too. And by Gearbox. But I did not even borrow that one because I could tell it was a dog. What is it with alien games not working out in any medium? I think it's because pretty much the only way any of these games play it out is as a big action thing. And quite frankly, I don't think it works very well that way. I blame Prometheus, the movie. It ruined all of it. Even things that came before Prometheus, it ruined. Aliens 3 was ruined by Prometheus. Aliens 3 is a tolerable movie. So bad. Alien versus Predator. Alien versus Predator is a worse movie than Alien Three. That is true, and but it is an infinitely better movie than Alien versus Predator Two. Right. Where do you stand on Resurrection? Actually, uh, Resurrection I think is the third best Alien movie. I do. I agree. Uh, It's there's a lot wrong with it. It it borrows from the Alien and Aliens way more than it really should in terms of plot beats Mm -hmm. but ron perlman is chewing a lot of scenery in that movie and it makes up for a lot it's kind of like how i don't put die hard 3 ahead of die hard but samuel L. jackson's performance in die hard 3 makes it the second best die hard movie i agree with that as well and now we've become the eclectic pop culture podcast that's right so that means it's time for us to stop we're at the end of our show we made it so we'll we'll be back in two weeks. It'll be our in, year end review. So the the year end review, review. So yes, the review of the review. Well, we might review the review, but I you know what we'll probably we'll hit on some of the major news things that we covered over the year in terms of video game stuff, uh, pinball stuff. We might do. I haven't decided if I'll do podcast analytics. Last time, I think I waited till the Jan- first January episode. Cause, Makes sense because we started we started the show at the end of January in 2016. Yes, so, we, yeah. So we're not at our one year anniversary, but we're our, our our yearly anniversary. But but we're getting close. So okay. So until we do the year end review of the review, uh, we'll go ahead and stop it here. If people want to reach out to us, you can always email us eclecticgamerspodcast at gmail dot com or we're on a few social media platforms such as facebook.com slash eclectic gamers podcast and we're on twitter and instagram as eclectic underscore gamers and until the uh end of the year i'll say i'm dennis and i'm tony and if you want to send me a friend code on nintendo go ahead and send it to facebook yes send it on facebook we'll make sure he gets it uh and until next time goodbye everybody see ya